Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawked. I am your host, Rob Fox. Joined, as always, by Dan Holloway. We are in the middle. More than the tip is in for the uh, Braves-Mets five-game series that is a weird number to say but uh yeah was this there was a rain mm. rain out that got moved mm. I got, so there there were some um there were some two and four game series that happened because of the season delay and they had to move them yeah but i didn't know if this was one of those so this is just a rain out makeup i think so yeah and they could just for whatever reason they just couldn't do it because i mean now they're really good about doing it just the next day like the cardinals and cubs played a doubleheader yesterday. Mm. Were they? Is it seven inning doubleheaders? No, it's, still? it's nine. It goes to nine. So we have a double. Our doubleheader is tomorrow with the Mets. Uh, but we'll get into all that in a little bit. Uh, at the top, though, wanted to say not really Braves news. Although he did have the most famous call of Hank Aaron's record-breaking home run. Uh, R.I.P. Vin Scully. Bummer to hear he's dead. Pretty old, but he was easily the uh, greatest baseball announcer of all time. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not sure that I care one way or the other. <laughs> he was 94 years old, man. You got to right. go. Um, but yeah, he was the best. He's uh, one of the best. It's like if if Peter Gammons or Tim Kirchner had a good voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just knew so much about baseball. It's like uh, John Miller is is in that same kind of territory, but he he voiced for for the giants nobody cares about that like the dodgers are the dodgers an institution and he followed him from brooklyn out to la too he's been around forever yeah i mean the dude literally called jackie robinson's games sandy koufax's games he's called like fucking four perfect games or some shit yeah 23 no hitters yeah i don't remember i mean it's you know helpful being on the dodgers (laughs) for that for those purposes especially with koufax had what four no hitters i believe i think so Um, and he he had a perfect game you probably called all of those. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was four because Nolan Ryan has seven and he's the record holder. I think Sandy Koufax is second. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's he's an institution. Um, managed to either because he was so beloved and protected or because he was an actual good dude, avoid any kind of scandals. <laughs> and if you're in any industry for fucking 60 years and you right. avoid scandal, good for you. Um, it's it's weird that we even have to address that these days, but that's how it is. Everybody loves this dude. I I've never heard anybody say anything negative about him. No, not a single negative thing. I, I like. I was kind of trying to think about it. Like, who currently who's been around for a while but is not necessarily old or young <laughs> is like fitting into that mold of like voice of a generation super blue because you got like B tier or not, not even B tier Scully's like God tier. And then you yeah. have like a tier dudes like, like Harry Carey and Joe, uh, Jack Buck, uh, stuff like that. I mean, I would say that chip and Joe Buck, chip Carey, Joe Buck are probably the top tier now for yeah. like for, for, but Buck's a little bit different because he's not assigned to a, a specific team. No. So you only hear him, what, maybe 20, 25 times a season? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I don't even know if you'll hear him for baseball anymore. Yeah, we'll see. Chip carries, he does all 162 Braves games. Yeah. So you hear him a lot. Um, there's some, like, color guys. As far as, like, the, the lead announcer, I don't know if there's anybody that I can think of that's a top tier I the only point. The only other one who I, the only two I know that have been around, and I don't know the 
local color guys well enough outside of my own orbit. But like Dan McLaughlin's been with the Cardinals forever. McLaughlin actually took over when Buck went national. Mm-hmm. And then um and then yeah, Chip Carey. Like those are the only two that I like I'm like, yep, yeah, I know those names. Everyone else, I'm sure other people have them, but uh Scully was almost like the last of uh I mean and he Scully did national games too. Like I this mm-hmm. morning I watched uh his call, his radio call of the Braves winning the 95 World Series. Uh, and obviously he called uh, Hank Aaron's 715th home run. But um, the local to national thing isn't really a thing anymore because so, they used to just poach those guys for the playoffs and games of the week and shit like that. Like Joe Buck did it. Or I'm sorry, Jack Buck did it. Um, Harry Carey did it. Vince Scully, obviously. Uh, Dick Enberg was a San Diego guy. Obviously, yeah. John Miller was Sunday Night Baseball as well as the With Giants Joe Morgan, games. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, John Miller and Joe Morgan are probably that's probably the best combo ever. Um, the second best, just for entertainment value, probably was Harry Carey and Steve Stone because Steve Stone, <laughs> Steve Stone was like a middling pitcher. I think he had like a four ERA in his career back when that was not a normal thing to mm-hmm. do. Like he he wasn't a great pitcher, but he might be the smartest baseball mind I've ever heard talk about and he's still with the white Sox now okay with uh joe what the fuck's his name um i don't know who i know that uh, I, joe no no wait all i know this is, is their name. old dude jason fucking. jason benetti okay all i know is hawk harrelson yeah hawk harrelson's gone now though right Didn't oh yeah retire thank god um yeah he gone he gone uh yeah he's i mean he was an institution though i don't know <clears throat> i'm looking down the list of all the fucking um current baseball announcers and i'm not seeing a whole lot of fucking names you see more love for the color guys now than you do for the play-by-play guys yeah. like people love like mets fans love keith hernandez and ron darling yeah uh um, so ron darling does like i guess he's kind of like frank core now f- for the braves he does he's he's doing stuff here and there i don't know why mm-hmm. it's so broken up but Darling also does uh, Sunday Night Baseball a lot. So. Yeah, and then he does. Uh, he was on the playoffs for TBS yep. usually, I believe. Yeah, uh, he's. I don't think he's very well liked in the industry, from what I understand. He's fine. Yeah, I just think at this, point, if you watch a lot of, if you watch a lot of baseball and you watch your local broadcast, watching then going to watch like a national broadcast just kind of sucks because they tell you shit you already know. Yeah, and it's. It's just you don't need to hear it, and it gets annoying and repetitive and blah, 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 but it's not for you. Yeah. Like a national broadcast isn't for people like you and me. It's for a, but, a much yeah. more casual fan. There's a couple of dudes that do a pretty good job of national broadcasts. Uh, Gary Thorne is one of them, but he does mm-hmm. hockey as well. Yeah, he's bigger hockey He's guy. just got, like, the best voice. He yeah, does. I, I, I don't know how much he actually knows about baseball, but he's got a <laughs> – Dan Schulman is another guy. I like Schulman. Um, oh, I'll tell you who I really liked, and he used to be with the Braves. Uh, he used to switch with uh, Chip Carey a lot of times with Books Giambi. Mm. Where is he now? He's at ESPN. Or actually, no, no, no. He became the Cubs full-time announcer, <clears throat> I think. That's a good job to have. Yeah, so he's the full-time guy for the Cubs now. Brian Anderson's really good. Um, big fan of him. Uh, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Let's see. I can't remember his fucking name, but he does more basketball than he does baseball now well he did, he was the the main announcer for um for the brewers for a long time and then he went national fuck i can't remember his name i thought euchre did everything no euchre only does like a little bit of stuff now. okay he well i, I don't but know i thought he was kind of like scully where he would do play-by-play and color 
was kind of a solo guy. Uh, no, so for the last like ten years or so, he's just been on radio. Like he'll pop yeah, yeah, in yeah. for this for a couple of innings on TV sometimes, okay. but mostly he's just radio. Um, God, I can't remember that dude's name, but anyways, um, yeah, there's all all these names out there, but nobody close to Vince Scully. And look, I mean, it takes a while. It's kind of like you know. You'll be watching like a all-time legend or whatever near the end of his career, and he's still only got like 480 home. Like people don't live with 500 mm-hmm. home runs, right? It takes a while to get there, and then yeah. you're barely you're barely ever in it while you're active, and then you retire, or whatever. But I thought it was interesting, and I do kind of think in general in sports, people kind of tend to love, like, have gravitated towards the color guys more because it used to just be a lot of doofuses like Tim McCarver and shit. But now people love like Tony Romo or. Mm. That t- I, I don't know. It seems like the color the color people are getting a lot more love, uh, and the play by play guys that are most beloved are like literally grandfathered in because they're fucking old men. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, let's get into everything that happened this week with the trade deadline and shit. Obviously, we'll start with the Braves before we talk about the rest of the NL. There was so much I didn't really want to talk about the AL just because um, that's not really going to affect Atlanta. Uh, yeah, unless we make the World Series. Um, and there were enough moves in the NL. So, but first though, Braves deadline moves. What was your favorite trade? Um, I think Odorizzi is probably the best trade they made because it gives them the ability to use six starters for probably three rotations between now and the end of the season, which is going to save one. It'll give them the opportunity. Well, it's more flexibility, generally speaking, but it gives all of your starter arms, some uh, much needed rest, mm-hmm. right? But before going into a long, another long playoff series or uh, uh, trip, <clears throat> it allows you to mitigate any kind of innings problems that Strider might have. Who, by the way, they have said no cap. Yeah, I mean, he looks great. Yeah. And to be honest, you, you can, can just from the, like, pay attention to his mechanics and the way he pitches. He doesn't have a huge follow through. And it's because his power is generated with his lower body, so he's not going to have a whole lot of arm problems when it these would be over pitching like yeah. that. That's just not those and those fucking legs. Yeah, look like they're going to hold up. Just I want to see. I want to see him and Farnsworth in a squad off. To be honest, although I think he would probably win because Farnsworth's like six four. Yeah, and Strider's what like five ten or some yeah, shit. Strider's like, pretty short. His his legs are are pretty short, so he's not going to be able to fucking. There's no way. Well, I don't know. Uh, he's Strider's six foot, man. He looks. He's five, not. He's nine not. He is not six mound. foot. He may be in fucking ice skates. He's six <laughs> foot. What? Yeah, and have shorter arms for bench too. Uh, Farnsworth, though, he's on the gear for sure. So he might yeah. still be able to compete, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but that, I think that Oda Rizzi one is the one that gives them the most flexibility. Um. <clears throat> That's especially true if Soroka doesn't come back. If Which, he, if he does, now they can put Odorizzi and either Strider or Morton in the as a long and in the playoffs. Yeah. Man, that's a we saw it with Kyle Wright last year. That's a big fucking deal to have a guy that can come in and pitch six innings, starting in the second inning. And Odorizzi has that experience. Yeah, he's done it quite a bit he's, actually in the yeah. last like since twenty eighteen playoffs. He's done it at least once, I think. So, yeah, that's a big deal for them. I mean, I like some of the other stuff. Um, Rizal, uh Iglesias is to to send Will Smith away and get this dude. That's a big fucking it's a massive improvement. Upgrade. Yeah. By the way, in Will Smith's first batter face with Houston, he let up a home run. Tater, yeah. I mean, he's he's, he's he needs he well, he's not washed. He needs a year off. 
He I needs can't. to go get fucking dick surgery or something to keep him from pitching for a while or whatever. It's just how it is. I talk about this all the time with, um, with relief pitchers. If you take all of their innings pitched, uh, and it's not even just the innings, it's the amount of games they pitch, like the, yeah. the amount of times you have to get started, pitch, cool down, uh, rehab your arm a day or two, come back and blah, 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 and do all that stuff. <clears throat> and then all the, play, all the stuff he did in the playoffs, this is for two years in a row now, it just wears on your arm. Like yeah. there's no, you can't keep that up year after year after year. Nobody can. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, you're right. He picked up a lot of extra innings these last yeah. two years, uh, and honestly, not just in in a sense of um, the playoffs, but just his usage in general was up because he was such a high leverage piece of our bullpen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so every inning he pitched down the stretch was like stress. Yeah. But it, to be honest, the most important thing they did was sign. Austin Riley to a 10-year contract for a ridiculously low amount of money. $212 million, yeah. I believe. And I think there's an option on there as well at the end. Every one of those. So his deal, Acuna's deal, and Albie's deal all end with like one or two years of team options. Yeah. I, like, I don't understand if maybe AA is a fucking vampire and he's hypnotizing people to sign this stuff. I don't get it. That is absolutely the only way to explain Ozzy Albie's contract yeah he signed like a 10-year 88 million dollar contract or some shit um, or not 88 it was like <laughs> it's it is a absolute tippy top max of 45 million for 10 years uh it is uh, how many years is this god damn it. it it's it's like six or seven years something like that i thought he signed a 10-year deal no oh, seven years 35 million That's yeah what yeah, yeah. Okay. With a max payout of forty five million, which like that's that's insane. Yes, twenty five. I mean, we're like I think two years into that contract, but um, so yeah, that that is up when he's thirty. He signed through twenty six. Okay, so thirty one. Um, yeah, that Riley deal is fucking huge, and I mean, he's the cornerstone of the team now. He's definitely the leader of that team. Yeah. Um. I continue to not be impressed with Acuna's approach and his lack of leadership. He, uh, well, the leadership thing, I don't necessarily, you know, he's, it is what it is. There's other guys to do that for now. Um, The approach thing, I, there was a quote this morning that said Acuna still doesn't fully trust his knee. He has no idea what he's getting out of it on a day-to-day basis. Like some days it feels right and normal and other days it feels totally weird. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not, readjust i'm not adjusted to the way my knee feels so i don't know if that has something to do with it if he's just like completely out of whack he had a home run last night yeah um i mean he had a he had a fucking spinning non-breaking slider for a home run yeah so like it's not like he fucking he missed a lot of good pitches last night too yeah um so we'll see yeah he needs to get his shit together though i have to assume that's his first major injury ever yeah, that's probably true. Um, so, I, you know, who knows what he's dealing with. And this is probably the first time he's ever had to truly, truly make adjustments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's such a physical, athletic freak that he's been able to get by. And I think now this is his first sort of uh, contact with that type of adversity. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, he crushed everything at every level, always. Even when he came up in the majors, he had no problem. No problems from the get-go. Now, 
finally having to readjust, like uh, Kuhn said the other day, it's weird to relearn how to throw a baseball. Uh, that So I don't know what it is with that. I will say this. My favorite trade for two reasons, as much as I liked um, Odorizzi, I thought that was a savvy move because of his flexibility and the sixth rotation and everything like that. It's Iglesias for me, obviously, because the upgrade over Smith. Uh, but also... It tells me that the Braves don't give a shit about spending money anymore because mm. they took that whole contract. Yeah, he was signed to a year. huge fucking contract. He's making the same amount of money that Kenley Jansen's making, I believe. Yeah. Which is, you know, <clears throat> the Braves have got a lot of production out of Colin McHugh and Jackson Stevens this year. So you're talking about four pretty dominant arms from the right side, and then you have A.J. Mentor and Tyler Matzik and Dylan Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I if there's a better bullpen out there, I'm not aware of it. Right, to be honest, and that's you know that's a good thing to have going into the playoffs for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Iglesias is. We'll we'll see how he handles it. Like closers, we saw it with uh, the White Sox last year. Closers going into the setup role that doesn't always work. Right. Which he says bizarre. he's like he says he's enthused by it. He doesn't give a shit. But Will Smith said that too. <laughs> and that didn't work out for him either. Yeah. Now, at least with the Kimbrel situation on the White Sox last year, Kimbrel still sucks. Yeah, it could have just been generic deterioration. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, which is unfortunate because I love Craig Kimbrel. Um, where do you think the Braves stand now after the deadline? Um, I think they're still kind of figuring out their rotation. Uh, of players in, in some of these platoon situations. Like, <clears throat> we haven't seen much of Robbie Grossman yet. No. Uh, but we assume that he's going to play left field against lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Ozuna will, and Contreras will DH then. I'm not sure if you want to, as much as his defense sucks, I'm not sure you want to jam up left field entirely where Contreras doesn't get any bats. I think that right. would be a mistake. Um, no, yeah, you need you need Contreras' bat. In the yeah, that dude me. can fucking hit. So, um, <clears throat> we'll see about that. But Rosario is definitely looking better. Uh, like yeah, he, he had a great hit last night off Diaz. Yeah, but he's just his approach in general. You can tell he's definitely seeing the ball better. He's not taking a lot of strikes right down the middle like he was before, and then yeah. swinging at bullshit. Um, he's still having a little trouble picking up the spin on the ball. You can see that. Um, the same problem that Michael Harris has been having this season, which is the uh, slider that starts, you know, low and in and breaks off the plate. It's mm. it's been hard for him to pick up, but it's also because that looks that's the pitch that a left-handed hitter wants is yeah. low and in because it's just part of their natural swing and they can lift that ball at the ballpark. But he's looked quite a bit better. I mean, <clears throat> in the uh, last fifteen days, he's at two eighty-six. Rosario, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they, you know, they obviously don't care about what his stat line looks like in terms of as over a full season. They just no, they just wanted to be good from here forward, right? right? Yeah, so because this obviously his full season stat line looks like a fucking nightmare, but he is far from that. But to be honest, once the plate, like this, is all stuff to figure out, and um, Albies is going to be back probably the first week of September. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Um. Soroka probably around the same time. Uh, uh, Snitker said yesterday that he's getting ready to start pitching simulated games. Yeah. So he'll pitch two simulated games um, against minor leaguers 
and then he'll go to a rehab stint with the minor leaguers and probably have three starts after that. So you're looking at about a month from now. Um, so mid-September? Uh, close. It, it'll, it'll be the fir- end of the first or some, somewhere in the second week of September, that, if everything goes well. What do we do with that? Seven starters. I mean, Oda Rizzi is not going to be he, – he'll start some games in between now and then. Yeah. And I'm not sure, to be honest, if it makes a lot of sense to even bring Soroka back at that point. That's what I'm wondering, honestly, is great. Good job. You're healthy again. Let's just keep you feeling good. Yeah. And then 2023 is when you're back. But it's, you know, it's the playoffs, so you never know if somebody's going to get hurt or yeah. somebody sucks or whatever the fuck. So I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a stretch to be like, yeah, man, it's Mike Soroka. He'll immediately return to form. But Well, if, if, it, he, was, if it was uh, Jacob deGrom or Max Scherzer, you wouldn't think twice about it, right? right? So, I mean, every fucking – from the time he put on an Atlanta Braves uniform, Soroka has been lights out. Sub-3 ERAs the entire time. I mean, his 2019 was yeah. absolutely whips brilliant. under 1.2 the entire time. Like you, I get it. He doesn't have the fucking the the stats that these other guys do because he hasn't been around that long. Mm-hmm. But every time we've seen him, he's been great. Not not good, but great every yep. time we've seen him. So maybe you give him the benefit of the doubt and throw him at least throw him on the playoff roster and see if you can use him that way. Yeah, um, it certainly doesn't hurt you to have a four man rotation of of like Freed Strider. Wright and uh, and Morton, and then have you know Anderson and Odorizzi and Soroka coming out of your bullpen yep. for that stuff. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, Albies will be back probably in a couple of weeks. That'll help. And I think September, we'll see how they do the rest of this Met series. They they looked kind of lax at days ago last night, but um, if they can win the division, that's good. If not. I don't think it really matters for the Braves, to I, be honest. I think Fangraft has them at like a 100% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, right they're now. not going to not make the playoffs unless they have an absolute collapse. But how the fuck can you imagine that even it's, happening? That would be stunning. <clears throat> but, you know, I'd, as far as winning the division, I don't really care about that too much. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. Like, <laughs> you, you want to play and win every series for sure. But... I wouldn't sacrifice anybody's health or sacrifice what might happen in the playoffs just to get a higher seed. I don't think that matters to the Braves, to be honest. Like, they fucking lit people up on the road in the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah, they didn't seem to matter, like, where they were yeah. playing at all. So, yeah, I think they just need to get in a, get in a good groove, which, you know, with a team with this much talent and that much pitching getting in a good groove, there, there's a good chance they're going to win the division just by doing that, right? Yeah. But I think that should be the priority, and you let whatever happen happens to make sure you're set up for the playoffs because, you know, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a really interesting playoff season because the Mets are good. They're, the Mets' offense is a joke. You know what I mean? Like, their first three hitters are pretty good. First right. four hitters, I guess, are pretty good, but everybody else on that lineup like Vogelsong or Vogelbach is going to get some uh, home runs here and there. Had but he ran in one last night. Yeah, but he's kind of like, um, what's that fat bastard from Milwaukee? Uh, Rowdy Telez. Yeah, Rowdy Telez. Like he's going to hit fucking 230, and he's going to run right. into one every now and again. That's fine. But the, their lineup's not great, but their pitching staff is pretty good. The Phillies have really done a good job of putting that team back together, and it's going to be cool Yeah, when fucking Harper gets back because now they've got three legit starters. And a pretty good offense, even though their defense sucks. Um, the Braves are really good. 
The Dodgers are really good. The Giants are really good. The fucking Padres are really good. The NL is the NL is loaded. by far more talented than the AL. Like the only teams in the AL that I care about are Houston and New York. The rest yes. of those teams, I don't give a fuck They're, about. All the rest are fucking useless. To yeah, me. yeah, I don't care. And I don't, I don't know what we're gonna get out of the Cardinals and Brewers yet. Like the that moving hater, that seems like it seems like something's wrong in the dugout or in the clubhouse. Like you don't move a guy like that. That dude is fucking. Unless you, amazing. I mean, they, I, or they just they just found that something was off, or the and they couldn't didn't think they could fix it. I, I it's weird. So let's I mean, talk. it's not showing up in the box score. Yeah, I mean, no. His last month, he's has like an eight ERA. <clears throat> but that he's a reliever. Yeah, like, I mean, but he's getting rocked lately, and that's why they sent him off. And they, but they, but they brought over the Padres closer, who had also been getting rocked lately. So each of these teams essentially were like, "We can't fix them," and sent them to someone who thought. I'm they looking could. at his game log. He's given up one earned run in his last five games. So maybe he figured it out. Who hater? Yeah, maybe. Speaking of the Padres, he did have. So he had one game where he gave up. Uh, six runs. That's why it, it ballooned up. Okay, but uh, every other game, like he's he's doing pretty well. But that was a pretty bad one. <laughs> Point one innings, six runs. That's not yeah, not ideal. No. Um. So speaking of, let's talk about the rest of the NL because they're loaded. The biggest move of this, or maybe any trade deadline ever, was uh, Juan Soto to the Padres, who also got Josh Bell from the Nats, and then uh, you know. Uh, hater from the from the Brewers, uh, Tatis Jr. is, I believe, starting a rehab assignment this weekend. He did a simulated game yesterday and went his first at bat, single, second at bat, home run. This is against a double A pitcher, I believe. <clears throat> um, he's going to do one more of those, and then he goes for what is expected to be like a 10-day rehab assignment in double A. Yeah. So he'll be back before the end of August for sure, unless something goes horribly wrong. I mean, the Padres, you know, we talk about the Braves, looking at the Braves, I mean, like, I don't see a hole on this team. Mm. Where's the Padres' fucking hole? <clears throat> and, and for as good as the Braves are, they're, uh, the Padres' upfront star power right now is quite a bit bigger, I think. Uh, yeah, and they have good middle relief too. So Luis Garcia and Nick Martinez are really good middle relievers. Um, I don't know about the rest of that pitching staff or uh, the the relief staff other than Hader. We'll see how Hader adjusts. He got a save last night, I think, and pitched well. So, um, <clears throat> But Musgrove obviously looks good pretty much every year. Yu uh, Darvish is having one of his good years because you never know with that guy, right? <laughs> um, they got Shamanea from Oakland. Um, mediocre, yeah, but he'll eat up innings somewhere. Uh, Snell, same situation. Clevenger's actually overperformed from what we thought he was going to be able to do, but I think there may be an innings cap on him because of his injuries. But he's only thrown 60 this year, so he, if he continues to progress like he is right now, they're going to have three pretty good starters going in to the, yeah. to the playoffs, and that, that's better, <clears throat> definitely better than. They had last year, which they didn't make the playoffs, but right. uh, it, it was better. In 2020, than when 2020 they made the, yeah. uh, the COVID playoffs. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the rotation's a little light, I guess you could say. A little. I mean, but it's almost that's almost like a nitpick. Uh, well, mi- I don't know. I mean, fucking Sean Manea doesn't. Uh, 
He's not been good in the postseason. He's pitched two games, I think two play-in games for Oakland, and he got fucking hammered both times. I mean, I'd like badly. To, like to see him play outside of Oakland. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if like I'm not sure if that matters when your whip is two. Yeah. In the playoffs, like he's pitched six innings in the playoffs, and his ERA is twelve. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and you know, for all the fucking work he's done over the years. Uh, Clevenger's been kind of spotty in the playoffs as mm-hmm. well, although that was with Cleveland, so we'll see what happens now. Uh, last year he threw um, one inning in the playoffs, or 2020 rather, in that playing game. He threw one inning, gave up uh, no runs and three walks in an inning. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know about Musgrove. What's, what's his playoff experience? Oh, if he has any. He does. Oh, man. Not great. Okay. He pitched in seven games for Houston in 2017 and uh, had an 8-10 ERA. So he was the only one bad for Houston? Yeah, and they actually won that fucking World Series. I know, too. right? That's, uh, that is impressive. So we'll see. I don't know about you, Darvish, in the playoffs either. Uh, Darvish has been good and bad. Darvish has, has a little bit, of, little bit of A, a little bit of B. Mm. Uh, he was the one, if you remember, uh, fuck, who was that guy for the Astros? He jacked a home run off of him and then made fun of his eyes. <laughs> Called him El Chinito. Um, was it a Latino player? Yeah. So how do you adjudicate that? Oh, uh, he had to apply. I think it was Yuli Gur- Guriel. Like, he, he well, was, he was, I mean, as a white, can you, can you castigate a fucking Latino for making fun of a Chinese? Well, they did. Or a Japanese, rather? They did, so. Who's they, though? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Internet, but anyways, the, the, the pitching staff for the Padres is not very impressive to me. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty good, but it's, like, pretty good. That's not... Compared to what the Braves have and what the Mets have and what the Phillies have and what the Dodgers have and what the Giants have, pretty good is not good enough, probably. Yeah. Well, so I I, I'm not too worried about the Giants. I don't think they're pretty much donezo for the playoffs. But the Brewers would be the... It's, the Brewers are Cardinals. I, I think the NL playoffs are pretty much set. It's just a matter of where everyone lands. Yeah. Well, we saw the Brewers last year, though. Their offense is dog shit. And they didn't do any it fucking thing. Yeah, it doesn't it. matter how good their pitching is. They're not going to win series. They're not going to win a five or seven game series. Yeah. I don't care. Unless they just throw perfect games the whole time. <laughs> and then get a walk, bond a guy over, or whatever the fuck. Because their offense is terrible. Yeah, the Brewers had a really, really bizarre trade deadline to me. Because like they're in their window with these starters. Mm. And they didn't. They just didn't do much. They added starting rotation depth and swapped closers, but their offense still sucks. The Cardinals, meanwhile, did patch the hole they had, which was in the rotation. They added Quintana, who's who's had a bounce back year, yeah. and Jordan Mount, Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees. So I mean, their rotation now goes from like who the fuck pitches after Wainwright and Michaelis to like okay, all right, every game's winnable. Yeah, and this dude um, Helsley that's closing for them right now. He's been kind of like a fucking middle reliever, sometimes a setup guy over the last couple of years, but man, he looks fucking good. Yeah. His whip is like 0.6. He's dirty. Uh that that's a huge benefit for them. I mean, their their bullpen though is not great. No. Like look, look I mean the card Gallegos is okay. Jordan Hicks is the most talented pitcher on earth, probably, but he just can't put it together. That guy... He throws 175 fucking miles per hour, but he can't it, throw strikes. His, his velocity is fucking yeah. insane. And when he does throw strikes, it's a fucking four-seamer, no movement, right down the goddamn yeah. middle. All you gotta do is see two of them. Yeah. And the <clears> second <throat> one, it goes a long way, usually. 
But so, I mean, the Cardinals, the Brewers, and even the Dodgers uh, still seem like pretty flawed teams to me or some level of flawed. Uh, but in the NL East, I, the NL East moves I thought were really interesting too. So let's start with the Phillies. They added defensive depth. They added Thor. Mm-hmm. They added Noah Syndergaard. I think they're making moves. I, I think they're doing what they need to do with that team without getting going fucking crazy. Yeah, the um, Syndergaard was relatively cheap because what are they going to pay? Probably seven million in salary. He had a twenty-one million dollar deal, so it's about seven or eight million in salary. Yeah. Uh, he's on a one-year deal, so it's a rental. They didn't have to give up a whole lot to get him, um, and they've actually got pretty good production out of Ranger Suarez as well. So now Wheeler, Nola, Syndergaard, and, and, and Suarez, that's a pretty... It, like those is first Eflin three, out for the year? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any information on him. <clears throat> because if he comes back, uh, Eflin's on the 60-day DL, so or yeah, IL, whatever, done. so he uh, is probably done. So, But they've had like uh, Robertson and Dominguez and Brad Hand, who's had some really good seasons, kind of closer by committee yeah kind of like the Braves had last year and those are three really good arms to have closer by committee there's not a better catcher in baseball than JT Real Muto on either side of the of the situation he's probably one of the better hitters he's I think he might definitely be the fucking best defensive at least at throwing runners out yeah I mean I think probably will I would take Wilson Contreras over him personally but which was interesting he didn't get moved by the way but uh well there's probably a reason for that but I do agree with that. Real Muto, I think, is like a frame god. He's extremely good. Like, his uh, framing stats are really good. He's throwing out runners. Like, his footwork is so goddamn good. Yeah. That, that, the other day when they were playing the Braves and Dansby tried to steal second, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, he got a pretty good jump. And he, he was out yeah. by two steps. Oh, it was, I'm like, that was unbelievable. Shit. And Dansby, by the way... Uh, the infield hit he had to get on first base in that at bat. He reached thirty point one two feet per second, which is like top five in the in the National League or in the Major League Baseball all season. That's like a that that's like a slot receiver that'll fucking yeah. burn you. So he got a good jump, and and Real Muto was still able to peg him yeah. that easily. That Man, was a that stunning so caught stealing. Yeah, um, Gene Segura's back, and they cut Didi Gregorius. So I don't know. If they're just eating that contract, or if they're going to wait for him to clear waivers and somebody else sign him yeah. and pick it up, or what, how that's going to work. DD's a corpse. But Alex Boehm is hitting, or Alec Boehm rather, is hitting like 405 since June 1st. Yeah. That two months of hitting 400 is pretty good. I mean, for a fucking basically, well, he's not a rookie, the but. The Phillies, I mean, like, if this is the, if, if the Phillies end up being the bottom seed in the National League, like, goddamn. Yeah. That's, that's <clears throat> ridiculous. The problem. They still have holes, though. Like, Ka- oh, yeah. To, to oh, me, yeah. Castellanos is a hole. He's not hitting anywhere near what they expected him to, and his defense is fucking bullshit. His defense... It's really bad. Sucks ass. I mean, it's really fucking bad. I mean, he's the right fielder. I mean, it would be one thing if, if you have a guy like Kyle Schwarber, who is a slugger, like a legit 45 home run per year guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why the Cubs didn't give him more bats. Like, they wanted to platoon him when he first came up. Like, no, this dude hits everybody. What are you yeah. doing? Uh, the Cubs suck at everything, though. But if you have Schwarber in left, you can't have Castellanos in right, man. It's just a mistake. It's, I would rather have Harper out there, but they're worried about him getting hurt. Yeah. I, 
I think that this team is perfect for you in terms of watching for your enjoyment because they will either hit big fat dingers or just trip over themselves tragically in the field. Well, the good news is that Brandon Marsh came over from the Angels. Yep. With uh with Thor and he is a he's not like Michael Harris level, but he's a he's an exceptional center fielder. They've got he's probably that, a top five defensive center fielder in Major League Baseball. So they can patch that hole at least late that helps, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's going to start in center field for the time being. Yeah, and at least he'll take. I mean, they should shade him to the right and just let him take anything away from Castellanos <laughs> he can. To be honest, uh, but yeah. Gene Segura coming back is a big deal. He was having a fucking great season uh, again. Like this dude just quietly has great season after great season. Again, um, I I'm. The Phillies are not the worst team if you want to just sprinkle like 20 bucks at my bookie yeah. uh, on a World Series future or an NL championship future. I mean, Syndergaard gets hot, and you got Wheeler, Nola, Syndergaard all hot at the same time in the playoffs. You can fucking win like that. Yeah. Especially with, it'd be one thing if it was on the Brewers, but when you have Alec Boehm, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper. You have a lot of guys on that team who can hit just, not just big home runs, but like back breakers. Yep. yep. Uh, so, I mean, as much as... Uh, Bryce Harper can get annoying from time to time. That dude, except for last year when he flaked out and then yeah. missed the playoffs, but most of the time, that dude in big situations does something big. He's scary. Yep. It's not the dude you want to see because he's almost like a fu- like. It's like he knows that you personally are worried about him ruining your mm-hmm. day, and he does it out of spite. Yeah, uh, he's kind of a cunt. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and the Mets they, up next. They they didn't. Uh, I w- I'm a little surprised by the Vogelbach thing, but I guess it makes sense because Dominic Smith has just been dog shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I expected him to have, like, a 20-home run season this year. He didn't do anything. Um, <clears throat> they've got Marte back. He had a little bit of an injury. Um, but that dude is raking, and he's playing great defense in right field for them as well. Yeah, he's been Nemo, fantastic. Nemo is, like... To me, he's more like an old-school leadoff hitter. I don't know if that really plays in this era of Major yeah. League Baseball, but he's fast as fuck, and he plays a great center field. Um, having Naquin to platoon with Cano is good. Yeah, two home uh, runs yeah. from Naquin last night and a home run. But, I mean, they're, they're, it, was that, it was like last year's Braves last night for the Mets, right? They pick up these kind of like fun, interesting pieces, but like not superstars yeah. who immediately just start raking because, I mean... Yeah. They're Naquin and uh, they're just glad to be on a team that can fuck actually play baseball. Getting off the Reds and Pirates, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know McNeil's been hurt a couple of times. He's he's seems to be healthy now. Um, Lindor is having the kind of season they wished he had last year. Yeah. Um, so Lindor has been interesting. I did not like that contract, or not even the contract. I just didn't like to pick up. I was in terms of like, is that really the guy you want to be the center of your team? Like he plays great defense and he had that year those three years where he hit 30 home runs but in those same years you know you're looking at 116 wrc plus 118 wrc plus and then you're talking about like he, he had a 126 and a 132 but the rest of it has been pretty not worthy of the numbers he got but this year's 128 wrc plus probably won't hit 30 home runs but he'll get close to it and yeah, he'll get close he's been good but he's not been like his rate stats are down um so who knows what, what the symptom is there. But overall, the production has been good from him. And mm-hmm. his, again, his defense is great. Guillermo uh, uh, at third base. I don't know how to describe. He's like a Keith Hernandez type of player <laughs> where 
you get some doubles, not a lot of home runs, hits for a decent average, probably 270 or something for the year. Yeah, great glove. And great glove. Like, he plays fucking gold glove caliber defense over there. And then, of course, everybody knows a lot. Like, McCann struggled this year. This, despite being hurt, he's not been good at the plate like they want him to, but he's a great behind the plate. And Pete Alonso is he's got to be at least somewhere in contention for MVP because he's got 91 RBI on a fucking team that's going to th- win yeah, their division, I think right? he – does he lead the NL in home runs? <clears throat> um, probably the National League, yeah. And he leads all the Major League Baseball in RBI. I yeah, I mean, Alonzo's been a fucking monster. Uh, I would say that basically the Mets kind of did what the Braves did last year, yeah. which is they didn't try to make a huge splash or try to patch it all at once. They just, you know, made mm, it smart. Schwarber's got 33. Okay. Um, Damn. And Riley and uh, Alonzo are tied at 29. Okay. It's, I kind of like, I kind of find the moves the Mets made interesting. I kind of like them. Mm -hmm. I kind of think, you know, where, so where the NL stands now, we can start with the East. I kind of think, you know, I've kind of resigned myself to the Mets probably winning the East. It's going to be difficult for the Braves to overtake them just because of the depth and, and starting pitching that the Mets have. Uh, like, Carrasco has looked great. Now DeGrom is back. They have DeGrom, Scherzer, Carrasco, Bassett, and Walker, all of whom are top of the rotation starters. Yep. I mean, they, are, they go five deep, yep. it, it, and they're all super effective. And then the, it seems now with the sort of hole patches they put in there, their offense is going to be able to get by. We'll see. I mean, Lugo, or uh, I'm sorry, the... You're going to get the production from Alonzo. And they have a good... Their one, two, three, four guys are good. So uh, Nemo and uh, Marte, Lindor, and Alonzo, that's legit. Yeah. Everybody else, it's kind of like who knows what you're going to get out of those guys. But it's been good lately, so maybe... Maybe they'll carry that in the playoffs. Their middle relief is just okay, but Edwin Diaz is a fucking he, he's a would, ter- he's the fucking Terminator right now. I, he's probably the best closer in baseball right now. I haven't, I haven't seen anybody perform better than him. Yeah, I mean he he took that from Hater, whatever Hater yeah. kind of started farting a little bit. Um, in the NL Central, I think the do we, we predict the Cardinals were going to win it at the mm-hmm. halfway point because I at the All Star break or whatever because I think. It feels like the Cardinals are going to win this division. They, I, I watched their game last night or the end of it after the Braves game. They're playing the Cubs. Cubs suck, but I mean, they just look, or at least they looked that night pretty motivated. I mean, they were, they just looked like a machine. Like they were just getting it fucking done. The Brewers just win a lot of close games. Yeah. Because of how good their pitching staff is. We'll see how the shakeup with trading closers goes. Um, but they win a fuckload of close games. I mean, they're, <clears throat> They're two games ahead of the Cardinals, but their run differential is like, what, 35 points less? Yeah. So they're winning mostly closed games. I think there's a, there's a diminishing return on that at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've got to, re- I mean, you, that's statistically anomalous, right? So you're going to regress <clears throat> at some point. Um, I mean, so- they did in the <clears throat> last year, it wasn't until the playoffs, yeah. but they definitely regressed in the playoffs. They had one decent offensive game, and that was the only game they won, but. Mm-hmm. The rest, they scored like what zero zero and one runs uh, and the three they, losses. They were leading three to two or four to three or something like that, and in, in the ga- in the closeout game, game four, because Telez had a two yeah, run homer in the second inning or some shit. Yeah, yeah, that I was like, God damn it, it's gonna go five, isn't it? Um, 
but yeah, I I feel like the Cardinals there, and then obviously like the Dodgers are twelve and a half games up in the West. That's mm. over even with Soto on the Padres, but Padres just look scary in general. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they still got to put it together and play like a team, but um, th- that's something that the Dodgers don't typically have problems with. They haven't really had. <clears throat> they didn't do much. They picked up Joey Gallo for some reason. Which was weird. I don't know if they're just something they think they can fix or if he's just like going to be a giant bat off the bench. People, so the Dodgers, one thing that Dodgers fans started complaining about last year in the playoffs was, because I obviously just trolled through subreddits mm. of other teams to, to drink the pain. Um, they were like, yeah, like we're still, we won 106 games or whatever, but people don't realize that our bench isn't anywhere near as deep as it used to be. Yeah, I mean, Chris Taylor is a daily starter now. Yeah, I mean, um, you're talking about their bench used to be like Jock and Chris Taylor, yeah. and, so, and now it's... Well, what? it was Jock, Chris Taylor, and Gavin Lux. Now Gavin Lux is also a starter. Right. So it's like that last season of the Warriors when everybody got hurt, kind of, and then you're fucked, right? And right now, I'm looking on their board. Gratterall's hurt. Clayton Kershaw, who, who hasn't even pitched all season, is day-to-day again. Um, he pitched uh, yesterday, I think, or two yeah. days ago. Well, I mean, he hasn't. He didn't. He hasn't pitched for the full season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He started like mid-season. Justin Turner's been hurt like three different times Turner's, this year. I think you know um, it's time for Turner. Taylor is on the IL right now. It's <clears throat> they. They had to bring back Trace Thompson. Yeah, you know what I mean, look, uh, not that he's not like a legit. I think Trace Thompson could probably start in a lot of smaller markets. He's just never been to any of them. But, um, yeah, he's <clears throat> th- that. I think the Dodgers are in trouble, to be honest. It There's real depth issues. And even, you know, some of the people they were relying on, not some, I was in particular Max Muncy, mm. not having a great year. Um, I believe I called that. A lot of people talk shit uh, on Twitter about what I had to say about Max Muncy, Justin Turner, and Cody Bellinger specifically. Bellinger, 205 batting average. Uh, the Dodgers Max Muncy is one sixty two. Yeah, I saw this stat today. The Dodgers have three of the top ten worst batting averages in baseball. Yeah. Now, one of those is Gallo. <laughs> yeah. So and, and, and batting gonna... average isn't the end all be all of all this stuff. And they've gotten quite a bit of like the the first base position is a huge improvement for them this year because oh, they right. don't they're not rotating people out of this. Have Freddie Freeman there? He plays great defense, and he's been fantastic. Yeah, and it's allowed Max Muncy to bounce around a little bit. Although that may have affected his ability to play frankly <laughs> yeah. like hitters like consistency he's been hurt too um, yeah but you're right i mean it is weird and it's funny when you have max muncy on your fantasy team which i do again this year it's just like i've just i you just never see someone with more positions next to yeah. his name it's like every fucking he's probably their emergency catcher mm-hmm. to be quite honest like it's it's crazy but how trey many- turner freddie freeman mookie betts and will smith have all been great yes so they and, almost have a mets situation yeah where they great top four yeah, and Gavin Lux has actually been really good, too. He's just not, like, I think there was some expectation that he would have a little bit more pop in his bat, mm-hmm. and it's not even coming in the form of gap power. Like, he's in 300 at-bats. He's only got 16 doubles and four home runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I expected a little bit more pop out of him than that because he had 12 doubles in, in around uh, last year, but it was, like, in limited playing time. I mean... I'm looking at his stats right now. Yeah, the power numbers are not really there, but he gets a, his on-base clip is real good, 373. He's got a 129 <laughs> WRC+. Plus, yeah. and that's buoyed a lot by on-base percentage and um, 
I guess he doesn't strike out that much. Seventeen, which is good. I mean, it, you know, if they've got him in the uh, the bottom of the order, which I imagine they do, it's probably. Let's see. He, yeah, he's hitting seventh. So, um, to be honest, I might move him to ninth. Yeah. If I in the playoffs, if I'm the Dodgers, I might put. Well, I mean, they're playing. They're letting Ga- Ga- Joey Gallo play left field right now. But yeah. if I'm the Dodgers, I probably steal a Braves move and, and move my best on base percentage guy in the bottom third to ninth. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense to me. I think and Betts leads off. I believe. Yep. Yeah. So it's Betts, Turner, Freeman, Smith. So if you can get. If uh, <clears throat> Lux is getting on base, you know, 37% of the time in front of those four guys, that's going to definitely be a better situation for your offense. Yeah, I would agree. I think. Um, who right now from the National League would you sprinkle some money on to win the World Series? And who would you absolutely not bet? Um, I would not bet the Cardinals because I, I still think they have the juice. Like, they're... Yeah. They have two of the best right-handed hitters in baseball who are also great defenders in, the, in their corner infield, but there's not a whole lot else going on yeah. offensively for them. No devil it's, magic this year? No, I think it's tough because there's a lot of nostalgia going on with Yadi and Molina, but he's probably shouldn't be starting for them, <laughs> yeah. honestly, um, and that's going to affect them in the playoffs as well. So I definitely wouldn't bet them. As far as who I would sprinkle, um, <clears throat> In the National League, uh, probably the Phillies, to be honest. Like, is they're going to, I'd have to look at the odds, but they probably have the longest odds of any team that I would consider betting on. I wouldn't yeah. bet on the Brewers either. Uh, if you really want, believe that that rotation can just go bananas in the playoffs, the, I think the Brewers aren't the worst, but I think the Phillies are who I would absolutely like drop like 20 or 30 bucks on with whatever long ass odds they yeah. have because they're going to make the well, playoffs. Well, we can look it up on my bookie. Hang on. I assume they have that fucking listed. Give me a forty to one. Yeah, why yeah. not? I would put a hundred bucks on Philly at forty to one. Yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, they just. What are the NL odds? Do they have that to win the NL? Are you are you currently betting it? <laughs> <laughs> fucking degenerate piece of shit. Well, at least that'll get you engaged, right? Hmm. Uh, well, in the meantime, last up, the Braves in a huge, huge, huge series right now with the Mets. Game one did not go well. I think we, they got out to, what, a 5 nothing lead before the Braves closed the gap a little bit. Had a nice little rally going in the ninth till Arcia kind of fucked that up. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, getting out of an at-bat with uh, Edwin Diaz alive is, yeah, you know... Uh, I guess that's good, but yeah, he that was fucking dumb. I will say though, like I didn't love a lot of uh, so R- Rosario. I liked, but Rosario got the hit. Um, the other guys, Diaz wasn't throwing strikes. No, and now I don't know how they're seeing the ball or whatever, but it seemed like, especially once by the time you got to um, uh, basically Arcia, and he was doing this, but I think even the guy before him, who forgetting off the top of it was Ozuna. I mean, yeah, you can't expect a lot of Ozuna in this reg- mentally, but like you should have just been like, yeah, okay, he he has not been hitting the zone a lot mm-hmm. uh, in this inning, and he doesn't. He's never had a two inning save. Uh, I kind of thought they were a little too impatient. Arcia was actually doing a good job being patient and should have had that walk, but he kind of that che- checks. Yeah, hit. yeah, it happens. I mean. You don't want to put yourself in that position in the first place. So right. That is what it is. But 
maybe the uh, maybe the home run for Acuna again. It was uh, it was a hanger from Carrasco, like right out over the plate. Yeah, and it wasn't even high, so he had to get his hands on top. It was like fucking just above the knees, hanging slider right over the plate, and he fucking crushed it. I mean, that's good, but I don't know if that's the kind of thing that gets you going. You know what I mean? Because right. that's like a batting practice fastball. Yeah. Um, but that was good. There's, you know, Kyle Wright struggled a lot in this game. This probably might have been his worst start of the year. Probably was his worst start, yeah. He had a lot of trouble with fir- first pitch strikes. Um, a lot of home <clears> runs. <throat> I mean, what do you give up? Three home runs? Two four, to Naquin? Four home runs. Four home runs. I mean, yeah, he gave up one to uh, uh, Alonzo, and he gave up another one to uh, Vogelbach. Vogelbach. Yeah, I mean, that's not a great situation. What I've noticed, well, not noticed, this is just obvious, but the Braves are one and three in their last four games against the Mets. The weight of these games going in, both teams knew them. Yeah. Uh, in that series right before the All-Star break, I mean, the Braves knew they could get into first place if they swept, I think, and uh, they ended up only winning one, and now they've lost this first game, again, knowing the weight of it. Um, what For however the Braves looked last night, I mean, this Mets team is not fucking around. Well, I mean, I yeah, they're definitely not fucking around, but I think last night's game wasn't a very good indication of where both of these teams are because... You're not going to get that kind of consistent production from Vogelbach and Naquin. It just isn't going to happen. Naquin's got that. That was his ninth home run of the season, right? So, and he played in Cincinnati before, which is basically <laughs> like a t-ball field. Um, and he had two home runs last night. So you know that's or that was his, yeah, his eighth and ninth. So he had seven home runs all season in Cincinnati, and he just happened to hit two last night. So I wouldn't get too worked up about that. It was an off night for Kyle Wright, which is not good that he had an off night. In the in a game this big, to be honest, but we've seen him pitch and fucking the play in the playoffs. Literally, the this World dude, Series, yeah, yeah, this dude doesn't give a fuck about that stuff. He just was having trouble finding his release point last night. Like the first, <clears throat> I think, like six of the first sixteen batters, he threw first pitch strikes. That's yeah. that's for him the way he pitches. That doesn't work. He's got to throw strikes, right? Uh, yeah, it was disappointing to see. I think. Do the do Braves fans need to readjust their expectations? I mean, we kind of just said it a minute ago. Like, I don't know that the division is necessarily. I think you need to people need to divorce themselves from that uh, maybe obsession. And well, just, I don't know that it matters. Well, it matters. Uh, uh, the way it works is you do get a buy if you're the first or second. They're not going to catch the Dodgers, I don't think. But if you're the way. second seed, you'll get a buy as well. Mm. So um, the Mets, whoever wins the NL East, will have a buy yeah i mean that's helpful sure any games you don't have to play is helpful um but i'm not sure and right now interestingly enough uh when was this published uh yeah so right now we'd line up against the padres in the four or five series i'm fine with that i don't think the padres are going to be that big of a deal in the playoffs to be honest it'd be an interesting series it'd be a really fucking fun series um but yeah, that'd be a. Uh, they would not be fun to pitch to at the very least. But I think our offense would actually probably have a lot of fun with them. Um, and then it'd be the Brewers versus Cardinals. So the the third best division record does not get a buy. But we, if we win the division, should not have that problem. We were th- four and four on the road throughout the playoffs last year. So I don't. I'm not really worried about home field advantage to be honest. Like we break home field relatively easily. This team, the Braves, don't seem to really give a shit about that. Yeah, and we would have, I believe, based on records today. Let me check the situation, Padres, fucking Braves. So we would have home field in the in the first round. It's a it's like the COVID playoffs, right? First rounds, three games, all played at one park. 
Yeah. So it'd be in all three games would be in Atlanta. Um, so there's that. I would still like to win the division, but I, to do that, I think the Braves need to win three of the next four against the Mets. Maybe. I mean, there's still two months of the season left, so it's like... And well, another four-game series against the Mets this, yeah. this month, but I mean, they can't... They have, to, they have to win two of these games. For sure, yeah. You don't want to get more than four games out. Yeah. So, is what it is. Interesting. And we've got some, you know, we're, we're at Boston and then at Miami afterwards, uh, who are not great teams. No, um, I don't know what the Red we Sox don't, are. I don't think we run into uh, Alcantara while we're in Miami, which is always nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then we got to play New York again after that. Then we're, we have Houston at home, which is tough. But then we have Pittsburgh, which is easy. Colorado, Miami. We got the uh, Cardinals sprinkled in there. Then at Oakland. At Seattle, that's going to be a really interesting series. Yeah, that'll be tough. That'll be really interesting. I don't know what that's going to look like. Because Seattle is, uh, they're definitely trying to win that division. I think they're going to be a playoff team. They'll be a playoff team, but I think they're trying to win that division. Yeah. So that's going to be really competitive. Uh, They're 11 and a half games out right now. I think they might have to kiss that division goodbye. Yeah, maybe. But they are playing hard for a wild card. And the pitching they have, they're a dangerous wild card. Mm. Uh, I don't want to run into Robbie Gray and Luis Castillo at any fucking point in the playoffs. Um. But yeah, that's all I got. I kind of think, you know, I still want that buy, but it does kind of feel like the division might, we might not hit a five-year streak on that. Um, do so some, some of the chat, do we think the Yankees are slowing down? I mean, yes. But how could you not? It's like, but think about all the uh, rhetoric you hear from the White House right now. This is the fastest job recovery ever. Like, well, it was the worst job situation ever. Right. That's not really, like, the Yankees got off to maybe the best start ever. I don't, I don't know if, if it was, I don't know if it was better than the Mariners in 2001 or not, but they, they looked like the best team I've ever fucking seen play baseball for a while. And they're not exactly shitty right now, but they are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 and um, that's just going to have like you to win a division in the regular season. You just you essentially you need to play like 500 ball, 520 ball. And then you just have that one like month, month and a half mm-hmm. where you just go ape shit. Unless you're in one of the central divisions, then you can just play 520 ball. Yes. Yeah. Then you're like, fine. literally <laughs> that's all you need to do. Yeah. Um, yeah they're slowing down, but um, they've been. We'll see what Frankie Montas does. I'll say that because James Talion's looked good. Nestor Cortez, he he started to come back to earth, but Garrett Cole has looked good all season. Um, Cortez had a rough June, but July, so our, our, he was he was three and zero with a two sixty ERA in July. So whatever was fucking with him in June, he figured it out. They have Cole, Cortez, Talion for sure, and they picked up Clay Holmes as well. Yeah. So now e- even if Chapman works out. Now they're fucking double deep. I think that. a nice bench piece in, in uh, Harrison Bader as well. Yeah, Harrison Bader's actually probably going to start in center field a little bit, to be honest. Cause really? Because I, I think Aaron Hicks has not been, like his production's not been great. And Harrison Bader. I like Bader. He's, he's a fucking baller, man. Like he's not going to put up flashy stats or anything, but I think that dude would run through a brick wall. Yeah. To be honest. I, I, I really like Bader. Um, and again, the Yankees cooling down, whatever. I mean... I think there's uh, it's a bit overrated that you need to be hot going into October. 
Well, especially they're going to have a first round bye for sure. Yes. So, I mean, they, they have like, what, five days to kind of get their shit together? Yeah. We'll see. I think if your team's good, you're good. <clears throat> That's pretty much it. Now, you can ride a hot hand, but I think it's overrated that you need to be hot to win in yeah. October. I mean, they've got, they've got the pieces they need to win for sure. They've got a good lineup, obviously. Uh, Donaldson's uh, not done you know what you would think. I think he's kind of washed at but this point. But defense is still good. Rizzo, same thing. Hitting a lot of home runs. That short porch in right field helps. But they've got, now bringing Bader over and Ben Attendee, they now have either Bader or Hicks on the bench every mm-hmm. single game that they can bring in for a defensive replacement or pinch hitting if they need to. Uh, provided Giancarlo Stanton gets healthy, uh, he'll be DHing. That's a benefit. And then Matt Carpenter, man, he's, that's, the, yeah. that's the kind of guy that you pick up like the Braves did last year. You just pick up some random dude that's like nobody thought anything of, and all of a sudden he has a great year for you, and you win the fucking World Series. It happens like that all the time. Yeah. It's never the fucking big Soto deal that wins you the World Series. It's always somebody like Jorge Soler or Matt Carpenter or somebody like that yep. every single time. So I think they look pretty good despite what looks like a slide right now. I think they're just regressing back to yeah. being a great baseball team instead of the best one ever. Right. I mean, you can't look, you, you can't win 130 games. Yeah. It's just not going to fucking happen. I don't know if you would want to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the Warriors chasing 70, uh, two that fucked our 73 that fucked them. Yeah. Big time. I mean, if you win them just cause I don't know, everyone in your division is so fucking bad or something. Yeah. It's one thing, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're like the Warriors and you're going mm-hmm. hard every night. You don't want to sacrifice the playoffs for what? I mean, if you, if you were trying to get a better playoff seed, maybe, but nobody is getting close to the Yankees. It ain't happening, brother. They'll have their bye no matter what. Yeah. I think the Astros are getting a little close, though. Um, yeah, they're one game behind. The yeah, Yankees so now. number one seed <clears throat> would, would matter for the LCS for sure. Uh, and you'd probably want that, cause the, but I mean, the Astros... I don't know, maybe hitting and... Minute Maid is just as fun as hitting in it fucking New- and Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so 100%. I don't know if that really matters, to be honest. But Fuck, I, I want to see. Because, I mean, instead of having. So Judge and, and Stanton are righties, right? Yeah. So they would be. But they have, the, they have kind of a pesky pull situation there, too. The right field is not as short, but it's still super low in Houston. So you can hit, like, line drives out to right field right, there. but. More importantly, <clears throat> they've got the Crawford boxes in the yeah. left where I, a fucking pop fly looks yeah. like it. It's 315 feet, I think, yeah. down the line there. I want to see my, uh, my judge kill somebody. Aaron Judge. Aaron. Mike Judge is the Beavis and Budget guy. Right. I want to see Aaron Judge dr- hit a ball right through somebody's chest or face. In the Crawford boxes? Yes. I mean, like in the first one. I would some- not feel comfortable when Aaron Judge was up to bat. Like It's like when you... Uh, if it's like when you're playing beer league softball yeah. and you're on third base and yep. a fucking hulking right hander comes, yep. like you're the ru- you're the runner on third base, so you don't even have a glove to yeah. defend yourself with. I'm usually against grown men bringing a baseball glove to the stadium, but if it's a Yankees Astros playoff game, you might want to bring a glove if you're sitting in the first like five or ten rows of the Crawford box. Honestly, yeah. otherwise you might die. It's fucking terrifying. Uh, that's all I got for today. Yeah.